Hello, everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, the podcast unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. And we're back. We're back again after, again, an um, unforeseen break. Yeah. Because of life circumstances, a.k.a. the fundies of Cursed Stars podcast, y'all. They, we think. they totally have. I had to get my entire sewer main line replaced last week, so we were out of our own house, and there was a seven-foot seven pit of poop outside. No <laughs> big it, deal. It wasn't even our poop. It was everybody else's poop coming back uh, to our poop trench. Not the Ugh. poop pit. Poop trench, poop pit. I don't know. It's like hell, but it's done. It's covered. It's fixed. Thank God. My house is livable once again. Oh, that's what we dream of. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's just it's just a, one one weird thing after another, and chronic illnesses and depression and all <laughs> kinds of fun stuff in our Insomnia. way. So oh it's severe insomnia <laughs> let me tell you it's been real great around here but we're back we're back finally. we're here we're thank back in god because there's nothing i need more than some trash talk yeah oh yeah it's the only thing that's gonna get us through this y'all i i really think that is true <sighs> so what have you been watching lately jillian so we haven't been watching a whole lot because of the house but also right. we've been watching a lot of the olympics because you know it's yes fun. only happens every once in a while it's been good but also it hasn't been as good as like the past few years i feel like it's like i think part of it is that the whole thing when you're watching it, you're just like these people are gonna get covid yeah and no they, this this ugh. this olympics is cursed and fucked like i've been watching it a lot too i was gonna talk about it that's been like one of the big things i've been watching i love i usually love the olympics the summer olympics i don't really like the not that I'm like, I just don't, I'm not as interested in the sports in the Winter Olympics than as I wow. am in the Summer Olympics. I'm opposite, because Winter Olympics are way more death-defying. See, yeah, I get that. But I just really <laughs> like gymnastics and swimming and diving. Those are like my favorites. So I do I mean, love diving. Summer. Diving is yeah, so good. It is. And um, so I've been watching a lot of that. But yeah, this, it's cursed because like it seems, it doesn't feel like the Olympics. There's nobody in the stands, which like good. I'm not yeah. saying there should be, <laughs> yeah. but there's nobody in the stands. And it's just like, there's all these like weird things going on. And then there's like all this just like, I feel like there's so many like cursed things happening in the Olympics. Yeah. Well, and like so it's many just... people are like not allowed to compete because they've had a positive yeah. COVID test. And it's like, cool. Did these people just like go to this once every four years event that you like, it's the pinnacle of your career as an athlete yeah. and then you get covid destroy your lungs or heart and you can't mm -hmm. compete anymore like what the fuck if that happens yeah i know it's like it's so fucked but yeah the olympics in general like it's just i can't i can't imagine the pressure of the olympics oh my god no on anybody like the whole simone biles thing aside like just like on a regular olympian who's like doesn't not in have the public the eye <laughs> yeah doesn't have like the oh she's the greatest of all time you know title on her which like is great and it's probably true but like mm -hmm. shoo um I can't imagine like it's just like all of your training has led up to this like moment and it's just like literally a moment and if something happens or if you like fuck up it's over and it's I just it's it's stressful oh yeah yeah <clears throat> I don't even know it's and it's one of those things that like I understand why they had it and I understand why athletes went because this is yes. kind of one of those things where it's like every four years so if you're 25 now and you finally made it to the Olympics there's no guarantee yeah. that you're gonna make it when you're 29 Who exactly knows? no yeah like I felt very conflicted about the Olympics happening in general but like at the same time like I can't blame them for 
for doing it, especially now that like a vaccine is available. Mm-hmm. I can't blame them for doing it since it's it's like that's their whole that's the whole thing. It's like their whole lives. You yeah. Know? yeah. And I do have to say, like, it is nice that I have seen like a lot more mask wearing and stuff than I had anticipated seeing Mm -hmm. like like i see like athletes as soon as they're out of the pool or out of whatever they just put a mask right on and they have a mask on until they have to have it off and that's you know it's like reassuring to see that at least they are trying to take measures yeah i mean as much as you can when you live in like a shared building with people from all over the world like there's there's only so much you can do but at least you're doing it you're exactly so yeah it's it's that's a lot of conflicting things but it's yeah yeah I just love seeing like people achieve their dreams though. So yes. it's really nice. I know I've been, me and Chris both have been really into the Tom Daly diving stuff. Yes. Oh man. Yes. So good. I it love is. a good yes. like redemption story. Oh yeah. Always, always. Um, well, other than that, uh, we've been watching Star Trek, the next generation with nice. Picard, which I mean, I still don't understand how people think Picard is the best captain. He's he's not. He's a fine captain, but he's not the best captain. And it's not Kirk either. Interesting. I don't really know anything <laughs> about Star Trek, but Kyler does. So I'll ask him his opinion. Cause now I yeah. Know. Well, Janeway is the him. best captain. Okay, I'll ask him who the best captain is, and I'll, I'll let you know what he says. Okay, cool. And then we can decide <laughs> if I should divorce him or not. That will yeah. be <laughs> I mean, this, is, this is the tipping point. Yes, exactly. Um, and the only other thing that I've started watching is I got one episode through the Love is Blind reunion, which we oh. should probably maybe do next week. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, we should. I saw that was available. It's a mess. And it brought... <laughs> Oh, I'm sure it is. It brought me back to a back to a time because that was at the beginning of everything. Oh my god! Yeah, it's so true. It was it it was a moment in time, and they're all like, you know, well, it's been two years, and I'm like, oh god, it's been two fucking years. God, it has, and it's that's insane. Just yeah. like it's just insane that the world continued to happen, and yeah. that like that whole year and a half really has happened, and it's counted. Yeah, it counted, apparently, but I didn't do shit during Fuck. it. <laughs> Damn. All I did was work, eat hot chip, and cry. <laughs> yep, exactly. <sighs> yeah, but that's all I've been watching. What have you been watching? Yeah, so a lot of the Olympics. Um, the only other thing of note that we watched is actually something which is very different from my normal things that I watch because this was a Kyler suggestion of course and if you know Kyler at all you're not surprised but it's <laughs> a new Paul McCartney documentary oh my God. on Hulu called McCartney 321 and it's actually like it's not even it's like a docu-series it's six parts but they're only 30 minutes each and it's basically just him and a dude like in a recording studio like jamming and talking about like inspirations behind certain songs and it was awesome and i love paul mccartney and kyler loves paul mccartney and it's it was just fun so if you like paul mccartney i recommend watching that man i've never really had a strong opinion either way about paul mccartney honestly Mm -hmm. see i have always been a beatles fan like Mm -hmm. my whole life my i was raised on you know that type of music and the beatles Beatles. the beatles and the beatles were always like one of my favorites of like my dad's music you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so I've always liked them and I never really had like an opinion on them like individually until I got with Kyler <laughs> and then um and then he very astutely told me one day 
you know you're an adult when you realize that Paul is the best Beatle. And that yeah. has stuck with me very deeply, and it is 100% true. It's true. So I, I love mean, Paul McCartney. I've always had very strong negative feelings towards John Lennon. Yes, mood. <laughs> mood. <laughs> That's really my only huge like Beatles thing. Like most of the time, it's like, yes, I have liked the Beatles my whole life, but I've never really had many opinions about them other than making bingo jokes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> everyone, you have to. But yeah, no, fuck John Lennon for yeah, sure. Paul John McCartney Lennon. all the way. But yeah, like Kyler and I, we like our first dance song was "Maybe I'm Amazed" by Paul McCartney. So it's just like a little sentimental too. But it was a good documentary. It was fun. And Paul McCartney's cool. He actually just posted a like get vaccinated tweet today. So like that's good. Proud of him for doing what most people are apparently too fucking afraid to do. It's just say get (laughs) vaccinated, which seems reasonable. Does. Yeah. It's really not that hard. We've been in a global pandemic, if you haven't noticed. Speaking of things that I hate, this will not mean much to you, but... (laughs) Okay, they're selling Sunset News, guys, and it's oh, that yes. fucking Chriselle who was dating the guy from, or who was married to the guy from This Is Us, and she found out that he was divorcing her via the press. Oh, nice. On the show? Oh, She was fuck. at work and read that she was being divorced. <laughs> no big deal. This Justin Hartley, who's the This Is Us, like tall white man who everyone thinks okay. is attractive. But no, now she's dating her boss. At Selling Sunset, who's this dude named Jason Oppenheim, Oppenheim, and he has a twin brother named Brett, and they both are these two, like, five-foot-two bald men. <laughs> who, oh, God. The first time I watched this, I was like, are they twins or brothers or are they lovers? <laughs> because they're weird. It has weird. to be one of these. There's some yeah. type of weird connection between these people. <laughs> something going on. But they're dating, and it's super weird, and I don't like it. And one of the whole plot points of the first season was that Jason was still in love with one of the girls who works at the office named Mary, who just married a dude who's 21 years younger than her. God. And now Mary's like, oh, we'll go on double dates. And I'm like, please, just everyone stop making bad decisions. This is so, this sounds so fucking messy. It's so messy. It's going to be a hot mess. I need to get in on this shit because it sounds hot, like hot garbage, and I love that. Yeah, you should watch it. It's all of the best parts of HGTV where you get to see really ridiculous homes, but then you get all of the drama of the realtors behind it. Yeah, that's that's good. I like that. Yeah, I've had it on my list, but this is going to have to be the push that does it for me. Hell yeah. (laughs) Push me. (laughs) Push me into sunset. (laughs) um so the only we have some other news to talk about which is some fundy baby news of course um because there's always fundy baby news and that is that there's (laughs) a new seawald baby amongst us who oh my god it happened again i have my birthday is shared (laughs) with another duggar and i don't care for it at all it's not as bad as jim bob Jim Bob and I share a birthday. I've talked about it many times. It disgusts me on a daily basis. But now I also share a birthday with Fern Eliana Seawald. <laughs> Which just sounds like a character from like a fantasy novel written by a 14-year-old. Fern it, Eliana, it really does. She, it does. She went to a distant land. <laughs> it does. It's very like um, like whimsical and like, I don't even know, like... I don't even yeah fairy fairy is like a good a good 
it's very fairy core to me. Oh, yes. It's interesting. It's interesting though because her middle name is Eliana and Spurgeon's middle name is Elliot, and it's like those are like almost the same name. But that's, that's weird. Okay. It is, but that's fine. Um, let's talk about the name though. So I Fern a lot. It's getting a lot of a lot of very strong opinions both ways so as as a name in and of itself i don't mind fern it's like not my style in particular but i don't mind it mm-hmm. i don't love it with ivy though it's a little too yeah. much for me yeah i feel like you're just making a greenhouse of children yes. which is weird it literally just sounds like you're listing like your, your the things available in your greenhouse not your it's children. like the next baby is going to be like primrose and then yeah. basil <laughs> Yeah, I I am all for like I understand wanting names that sound good together that go good together for like your your kids, but I really hate like very obvious themes. Yeah, it's yeah. just so cheesy to me, and it's so. so I don't yeah. even like the alphabetical thing. Yeah, no, I'm not into it either. Even though that's way less like, it themed. is less cringe, but it's I, so bad. Yeah. To me, it's oh. like, I just want, want names that, like, sound good together. Like, they don't, or, like, uh, that aren't too similar, I guess, is, like, the really big thing. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want, like, an Elliot and an Eliana. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of Duggar news, um, God, I got, I somehow got onto Jill's Instagram story when she was considering white girl dreadlocks. <laughs> yes. Which, wow. That was a Classic. lot. I'm so glad that everyone was like, no, no. Yeah, I, she had like all of, she had like a whole bunch of hairstyles and like a, should I get this? Yes or no? And I only voted on that one. And I only, <laughs> I only voted no on that one. I didn't look, vote any other one. I don't right. care what you do. Just don't do that. Yeah, just anything but that. And then of course it was the one where she's like, I really want to do this one. And you're like, honey, please stop. No, please don't. Don't turn into a festival person. God, no. That would be Jill, though. It, like, fits the, like, I don't even know. She's going um, so crunchy. She's going to over-crunch. Crunchy, but still um, uh, completely unaware. Crunch- yeah. Unaware, crunchy, ignorant, crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb crunchy. Dumb crunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's that thick dumb crunch. The dumb crunch. <laughs> All right, so now that we've covered the news of the week, let's yes. move on. We're going to finish up season four of Bringing Up Bates today. Um, there were like quite a few special episodes at the end of this that we're not going to cover because it's all just like the same shit that we've talked yeah. about already. So, but we have like the last six episodes to talk about today. So, <laughs> let's just dive right in. The first episode we're going to talk about is Bates Dish It Out. God. The names got so much worse this season, and they just keep they were getting so worse. So bad. So this episode starts out um, with Chad working on his plan for a toddler bed, which he is making for Bradley, um, for Zach and Whitney. Um, and Zach is coming over to help Chad make this bed. Having some bro bonding time. Bro bonding time. And they're again, both about to be girl dads. Girl dads. Yeah, they are. I mean, it is like probably really nice because they are like in the exact same situation like they both have a baby and they both have a baby on the way so like it's Mm -hmm. probably great to have that but yeah i hate the whole girl dad boy dad (laughs) thing so girl dad boy mom (laughs) like i'm just gonna be real with you like a boy baby and a girl baby there's really not that much difference between like raising them like it's they're Mm -mm. just a baby there there shouldn't be a lot of difference because 
They're just it's humans. A, exactly. It's just a they, baby. They mostly just need the same things, like love and attention and food and water. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Not the girl uh, water. Only girls can drink girl only, water. It's like pink dyed water. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has like fluoride in it to make you extra like supply like uh compliant. Yeah, that's probably true. They again are talking about how everyone thinks that Chad should start a furniture business. They keep talking about it. Who knows if it'll happen? It comes up all yeah. the time though. I know. I wonder if it actually has happened or not. I haven't yeah. ever Googled. I haven't Googled it either. I don't want to be spoiled, but... Um... <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't want to be spoiled on these people's lives, but also I don't want to be spoiled on these people's lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's weird, but it's also true. Um, but yeah, they do bring it up a lot. So hopefully it does. They do. He does go through with it because it seems like he's something he's really interested in. Yeah. And he's not super interested in being a recycling man. Yeah, I can't blame him there. No, it doesn't seem like the best job. Seems hard. Seems difficult. Yeah. Seems gross. Yeah, not a whole lot of creative outlet there. Mm-mm, nah. So next up, we get some good old Lawson, Lawson old time. Lawson. He's going to the studio to finish up his album before he embarks on his tour. I don't know why we're you're scheduling tour dates before your album's out. Because, like, doesn't that usually happen? Like, they release an album and then you get, like, two singles that make the charts or whatever and then you schedule a tour? I don't know. I guess it depends. But you'd yeah. think, like, if they have no other albums out. Like, it's one thing, I guess, if, like, a band has, like, albums out and are in the process of, but, like, mm -hmm. he doesn't have anything out. So, yeah, you'd think. Yeah. But who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Bates, not really good at planning. A hundred percent, yes. <laughs> um, I hate listening to him. I hate the music he uh -huh. creates. It's just, like, the exact opposite of what I want to listen to. Yeah, it's like so whiny bitch boy music, and I hate to say it like that, but it is whiny bitch boy music. It's like the it whiniest is. of country that's just like, why isn't God helping me find a girl? Yeah, there. The I have one um, lyric that he was singing in quotes here. It's, he always thought he'd make his way to the college or throw a football for the NFL. Dot, wow. Dot. <laughs> Truly wow. the greatest songwriter of our era. For real. He's just inspiring. Well, in this whole thing, they're like, oh, you know, Lawson's music career is really taking off. And I'm like, this was five years ago and it ain't taken off anywhere. Like, it's just. Yeah. Na -na 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 plateau. Yeah. Like, I. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. in. It's not. It's not going great. But he no. does get um, Emily Ann Roberts, who is a runner up on The Voice, mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know. Never heard of her. Nope. But I also don't watch The Voice. So I don't know. I don't either. Um, but he she is appearing on Lawson's album. Yep, because he's writing a breakup song. Mm -hmm. And one of the one of the sisters says, Lawson's known for talking big, but lining up the runner-up of The Voice is pretty big. Is it, though? Because The Voice happens, like, <laughs> twice a year. And it's the runner-up. <laughs> yeah. He got second. Like, it's fine. He it's knows the runner -up. people. How good can she be? <laughs> <laughs> Still better than me, but not Yeah, great. definitely. Definitely. I I did get really curious about who Andy Leftwich was now that we've seen him like a hundred times because he helps all of them. And like, apparently this dude is actually pretty famous. Like he won the world fiddling competition when he was six. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Like he's kind of like a musical prodigy, but then apparently he just decided that he wants to help nobody fundamentalists. That's really sad. That's a, not a great, not a great track. No, but at least he's probably making good money off of him. Hey, that's true. 
That's true. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. Good for you, Andy Leftwich, not Sandwich. <laughs> so Emily and Lawson do some recording, and it goes really well. And Emily says that she would go on tour with Lawson if he asked. If he asked. Mm. I wonder go if ask. they ever dated or courted. I don't know. That's a good question. I wonder if she's like super fundy too, or if she's not fundy enough for them. Very possible. She could just be like regular Christian. Exactly. That's <laughs> whore. Whore. <laughs> Wearing short sleeves and low cut tops. Fucking slut. <laughs> you can see her kneecaps. What a slut. <laughs> for real though. That is the mark of a slut. The kneecaps. So the where the episode gets the title, the, the whole family is going out to an all-you-can-eat buffet, which, like, buffets gross me out in the best of times. But during COVID, like, I cannot handle the thought of a buffet. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine a buffet that they're going to in Rocky Top, Tennessee is, like, clean and well-maintained. But may- maybe it is, but it didn't didn't really look like it. <laughs> Didn't seem didn't seem like it really, yeah. Um, most of the kids did not eat at all that day to prepare, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I physically can't do that, but I also have diabetes. So yeah, well, it seems possible. like a bad idea in general. Yeah, I've been to like all you can eat sushi where I want to like get my money's Chow worth down. for sushi, yeah. and like you have to eat before or else your stomach gets all tiny and you feel like you're gonna bark. Yeah, <clears throat> well, that's always how it is. Like if you don't eat for like a long period of time and then you start eating like usually it's not like i can eat huge amounts of it that's yeah it's usually like you can eat a little bit and then you want to poop just have like a a light early lunch or like a light late breakfast or something just do some snacks just snack around a little bit yeah prepare um i also i I love the quote from kelly you can order a real drink today because we're splurging and then after (laughs) kelly said that the look in gill's face he was so panicked yeah, he was like, holy shit. I have to buy like, 20 drinks. <laughs> God, like it's been $60 just on sodas. Yep. Damn. Damn. I need to buy his book. Kids. I need to get his <laughs> book, how to, how to Raise a Family of 19 Without a Salary. God. Uh, just, nah. Um, I don't know. The little kids always overeat and don't know when to stop. Yeah. But all the girls are like, food is the way to our hearts. And I don't know, it just seems very, like, I love food. And food is the way to my heart. But also, yeah. all of these people don't really seem to enjoy food that much because they just want to eat the worst, grossest food. Yeah, they do. They don't They don't know how to eat food. They don't and know they how to pick food. And they only want to eat, like, five foods. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, no, can't eat a, a tikka masala. It's way mm-hmm. too foreign. As I think Aaron said one day. We don't like to try things that aren't American. Yes, exactly. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Some of the plates that the kids were making just looked horrifying and disgusting and made me want to throw up. Yeah. Like I can eat like a trash baby and that was too trash baby for me. Yes. Yes. And then, oh my God, Kelly tells a story about Lawson when, which I, this story made me want to die. When he was like young, they went to a buffet with, I think, uh, Kelly's parents maybe yeah kelly's dad used to take them out to the buffets yes and um so kelly's dad kept like feeding him stuff and he just kept eating it lawson kept eating it and um eventually felt like he was gonna be sick and kelly like went to carry him to the bathroom and instead he just like 
vomited profusely all over the restaurant. Yeah, because she kept running with him after he started barfing. Like, once you barfed, you just... just collect it all in one area. Yes, just have him <laughs> quietly go to the corner and barf. Yeah, like, find a bucket or a trash can. Don't run him across a restaurant yes. past people. And then she was telling that story and seemed, like, so surprised. She's like, people were just getting up and leaving. And I'm like, yeah, I would. I would be gone. Yeah, I would, too. I would leave, too. If somebody was vomiting like that in a buffet... Yes, I would be out of the door. And they were just, like, laughing about it. And it's like, that's not okay that that happened. And, like, it's not okay. No. No. Just no respect for anyone else in the restaurant. None. None. But then, of course, Lawson was like, well, I guess I'm hungry now after he stopped barfing. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. But, um, (laughs) nah. Nah, dude. You don't get to eat ever again. Sorry. No, and you certainly don't get to eat buffet food that made you spew. Yeah. Nah. But do you have anything else to say about this episode? No, everybody ate too much. That's all I got. Everyone ate too much. Yeah, that is true. I mean, that is the point of a buffet, though. So yeah, all you can eat buffet. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so the next episode is like the worst title of all of them, (sighs) which is "You Can't Spell Paintball Without Pain." Oh my god, it was. Just this whole episode was just so many bad decisions all in a row. Yes. So, of course, one of the big milestones in the Bates boys' lives is going on their first tree job, like, where they get to use the chainsaw and actually get to do something other than, like, dragging brush around. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because, like, they're like, oh, yeah, you can use a chainsaw and all these heavy machinery because you've turned 14. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's just magically you can use a chainsaw. Yeah, like, I could see, like, 16 or 18 because you've become, like, a larger person who can handle yeah. kickback and whatever. But, like, 14 is a very young age for chainsawing yeah. to me. I, I completely agree. Um, so it's Jackson's turn because he's turning 14. And um, so the first thing he does is he goes off and he gets his first pair of good work boots, which is every boy's dream. Baby's first Tim's. <laughs> And then he gets to go and he gets baby's first chaps because they use chaps so that you don't fucking like castrate yourself with offshoot from a chainsaw. I mean, that's fair. That's reasonable. That's like the most safety equipment I've ever seen them use. I know, right? I'm, yeah. Oh God. I just, can you imagine? I'm sure that they have made some, they meaning mostly Gail, has made some horrific safety decisions when it's come to tree jobs. Like just based on how everything has ever happened with this family okay i don't remember if it was this season or the end of last season there was one where one of the bigger boys was up in the tree tied to the limb and then he was hanging upside down with the chainsaw just with the rope around his middle and i was like yeah yeah no (laughs) no reminded me of that old tiktok come with me and you'll be in a world of OSHA, of OSHA violations. Yeah, good time. No, yeah. I truly don't know how all of the baits are alive. Like, just don't know. I don't know. Maybe God is real. <laughs> oh, God, don't say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, Gil and Kelly talk about how they want their kids to learn every skill possible before they leave the house and get married, which, mm-hmm. I mean, is fair. But the problem is... Like, all of the skills that they get taught are just based on their 
if they're a boy or girl. Like, yeah. the boys get to go on tree jobs. The girls get to cook or, like, stay home and clean or learn to sew. And it's like, yeah. if we want them to learn as many skills as possible, then why don't the boys learn to sew? Why don't the boys learn to do these things? Why don't the girls go out and help with tree jobs? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are some things that you know, smaller people can't do with tree jobs, but there are probably things that, I mean, the little boys get out and drag brush and stuff like that. Why can't the girls do that too? Yeah, exactly. But no, as Kelly said, it's that he gets to, Jackson starts getting to do more of the man's work, which I Um, loved that she did the air quotes too. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, like, you know, this is bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all are smart, but dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the the tree job goes fine. The boys save some baby bunnies under a tree that they're destroying. And the quote from Nathan here is, I don't know a whole lot about bunny rabbits, but I know it's not good for trees to fall on them. <laughs> I know. I was good like, point. well, that's the smartest thing Nathan said this season. <laughs> truly, truly is. But of course, then they all pose for photos with the baby bunnies. Yeah, of course. I mean, I guess you have to do that. I mean, I, I get, get that. that. I would I would definitely take a picture of the bunnies. For sure. But Jackson does a great job on his first day. Gil cries, of course, because Jackson <laughs> is not a kid anymore. It's very sad. He's a man Which now I that he's even, 14 years old. I'm not even going to lie. I didn't even know Jackson Bates existed before this episode. <laughs> so I think fine. I only remember him from earlier where he was like in the car or something with one of them and was like screaming along with Kelly. But I don't really remember. Yeah. Yeah, it's he's one of those middle boys, like the, yeah, the ones that the really lost get lost. <laughs> the lost boys of the Bates family. Um, okay, so next up, Erin um, has always wanted to make a lullaby CD. And she has decided that now is the perfect time since she has Carson and she's pregnant again. So the parents come over to Erin's house and Erin plays some sample lullaby music for them. I did think it was very funny that apparently when she's practicing at home, apparently when she's <laughs> practicing at home, um, she has Chad do either the fiddle or the flute part, like just whatever is happening over her piano stuff and just makes him hum it or like, do And so he's funny. like, I thought I was doing good, but then I listened to it and it was really bad. <laughs> That's so funny. That's, That's like, oh, Chad, we found one thing that you're bad at. Yeah, but at least he's trying. See, my thing, like, Chad, at least he, like, really, and he really, like, is supportive of the things that Aaron wants to do, and it's really, it's nice to see. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, leg humping here because they're (laughs) fundamentalists, but, like, it is nice to see that he actually cares about Aaron and what she wants and that he's, like, participating in and helping her with it. Yeah, he seems like the only fundy man that I've seen in these two shows, Duggars and Bates, that really actually, like cares what his wife wants and thinks yeah yeah absolutely more than what he wants and thinks it's very refreshing to see good boy chad sorry that you're still in a fucking cult yeah yeah so (sighs) uh, back to jackson's birthday um jackson is his biggest dream is to become a marine of course (laughs) of course i think yeah yeah that just that just fits so um i guess that uh, it's like they had talked about that. They're like, he wants to be a Marine. So we decided to do a paintball party for him. And I'm like, yeah, that's related. <laughs> well, it's so he can really get used to shooting humans. I guess. It's just like, um, 
Okay. Yeah, you start with paintballing them, so then eventually you'll be okay with killing them. Right. I mean, I think, like, it's just normal for a 14-year-old boy to want a paintball party. Like, that sounds yeah. like a normal thing. Like, yeah. Like, even if you don't want to be a Marine. like it's. Yeah, it's like everyone else who doesn't want to be a Marine has played Call of Duty. So, like, they just want to shoot right. stuff. I get exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. It's fine. Um. So, the boys, the Bates boys come, and some of Jackson's friends go, and... Uh, I loved it because they were, like, starting this, like, whatever. I don't even know, how, like, the rules. But Jackson literally got out the very first round. Like, <laughs> immediately he got out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's not going to do very well on the front lines if he ever goes there because he's mm-hmm. just going to get got. He's going to get got. <laughs> yeah, this part annoyed me because Lawson kept winning, and I don't care. I know. That. I fucking hate it when Lawson wins. And it's just because he's a little punk ass who hangs out in the trees in the background until everyone else is done. Yeah. Yeah, he's a sneaky little bitch. Yeah. Lawson would be a spy. Maybe Lawson is a spy. Lawson's a Russian spy. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. It's the (laughs) truth. The last thing that happens is Jackson gets to run the gauntlet for his birthday, (laughs) which is literally him just running while everyone shoots him. Like, running down the yard while everyone just shoots at him. (laughs) Great birthday present. (laughs) I know. It's so funny. It's just so funny. It's like, if you decided to have a birthday party with the pinata, but the birthday boy was the pinata. Like, yeah, for real. It's so it's weird. Like, oh, like, yeah. Beat me up. Shoot me. Happy birthday. And then they shot him in the neck. So it was in between the mask and the like yeah. outfit they wear, which yeah, has to got, hurt. Yeah. And like the neck, too, is like a it's like a sensitive. It's like not a not a place you want to get hit. No, no. They should really put like neck guards. Neck guards, yeah. I'm just imagining, like, dog cones. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Um, That was a super exciting episode, talking about being 14 and a man. Oh, nothing better. Nothing more terrifying, actually. God, I hate 14-year-old boys. I'm so sorry. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, just 14-year-olds in general, but yeah, Mm -hmm. boys in particular. If you're in middle school, don't talk to me until you're out of high school. Yes. (laughs) Or at least, like, at least, like, 16. Yeah, sophomore year, you can, like, comment on a post. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll allow it. (laughs) I'll allow it. I won't immediately delete it. Um, all right. So the next episode is called Three Pointers and Puppies. So Carlet and Josie are going to do a tour of Crown College, which is where Tori goes, um, and try to figure out what they want to do if they want to go there. Yada, yada, yada. Carlin says she wants a music degree and Josie is thinking of cosmetology. I didn't know that you could do cosmetology at a real school. I was wondering about that, too. Maybe they just have like... Like a program that works with them because they're kind of yeah, like a community yeah. college that exactly possible. something like that like a partnership or something i don't yeah. know but yeah i was thinking i was wondering that too um i liked that carlin says she doesn't want to be tied down to college <laughs> which what does that even mean college is only so many years it's not yeah. like a permanent thing and she's been doing a lot of her courses online yeah <laughs> yeah for real so like, like it's you really just not yeah to and do like, homeschooling more Right. And you can also, like, take only a couple of classes or, like, if you need to take a semester off, you can take a semester off. Like, it's not that not that hard. Yeah. And all of them just get associate's degrees. So that's two years. Yeah. Like, just say you don't want to go to college, Carlin. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. You don't have yeah. to go to college. You're probably yes. not going to have a job. So you don't have to do anything. 
Right. Like, I don't, yeah, I'm totally, like, if you don't think you want to go to college, like, don't go to college just because you think you have to go to college. It's not worth it. Preach it. Oh, and this, in this scene, Carlin was wearing her tattoo choker again, which, again. I know. It's so sultry. It's just a little too much. You look a little, you know. You look a little Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, Carlin. Tone it down. But yeah, of course, she's like, I don't want to be tied down to colleges because I go traveling for conferences. And I'm like, oh, don't. Also, like how often, like, I mean, I'm sure that that, like, even if they're like every couple of months, like that's still probably not enough to be like, make it so you can't go to college. Well, you know, the Bates family, they can't plan ahead. So like, it's not like she could actually do the work for that week that she's going to be gone at a conference beforehand. She's... She can't. Yeah, you you could never read ahead the syllabus and get ahead and work. You could never do that. Nope. Never heard of it <laughs> happening. Doesn't exist. Never. I mean, I never did it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I always did it because then I didn't have to go to class for like the last week, the last oh, three weeks of semester. Mid. I'm a procrastinator, so it's just, I can't help it. I usually am. But if it's just like doing questions and stuff and not writing essays i'm the worst procrastinator yeah. essays i'm like oh yeah let's do it midnight i gotta do it at 10 p.m yeah <laughs> i think that's the problem too is like all my classes were like essay based so i would just wait until the very end and then do them all at once and it was not good but i mean mm-hmm. i did fine so it's fine yeah okay so the family is in fort wayne indiana for a bible basketball camp because you can't just go to a regular basketball camp when you're a christian you have yeah, to no. go to a bible basketball camp you gotta play with God's balls. <laughs> you had to do it. I had to do it. I literally had to like hold my laughter in to be able to say it. I saw it. I was just waiting for what you were about to unleash on me. I'm such a child. I'm so sorry. I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, they talk about how um, at home they play gravel ball, <laughs> which is basketball, but in the gravel. <laughs> But dangerous, where they just wow. throw the ball and beat the shit out of each other in the gravel. Yeah, and like they like when they're like bouncing the ball, like pieces of gravel just scatter everywhere and like get in each other's eyes and stuff, and it's just a great time. I mean, like it's a shame that they like aren't a family of twenty that could probably figure out how to lay a concrete pad down <laughs> for a basketball hoop. But I guess they're still working on that fort. <laughs> that would require organization, Jillian. It would require a plan. They just have wheelbarrows full of like set cement because they got distracted halfway through. Yes, they would have <laughs> cemented wheelbarrows for sure. Chad, go out and help these people, please. Just go live with them and be their like, I don't even know, assistant. That's what they Man need. Manservant. Manservant. <laughs> so because the kids don't play organized sports, um, they like have no idea about like the Rules. etiquette of playing a sport or being on a court or like being with other people especially nathan like she he was just like bumping into people he didn't care and this reminded me so much of the ice skating rink when he was uh-huh. asking ashley to court him and he was just like speed skating through this crowded ass ice skating rink bumping into people he just like has no concept or awareness of other people and it's Mm-mm. bad it's so bad and like, I don't know. It was it was so bad. And so they were describing that one of the moves he does is where he like bounce like someone's bouncing the ball and trying to get around him to score, and he just like runs really fast at people and then just stomps both his feet after he jumps in the air. And like, I get that that's like menacing, 
but like maybe not the best tactic. Yeah, no, not <laughs> like not super sportsmanlike, not a basketball move. No, not really. It's just caught. It's it's like embarrassing to watch almost not almost it is embarrassing to watch i mean he did it like five times on camera like we could just have like a a montage of just him going into the ground yeah it was not it was bad i hated it it was bad yeah the whole thing was bad he also apparently um covers people's eyes with his hands so like he'll reach around them to like cover their eyes is that allowed no it's not (laughs) It's not, and it's weird. It doesn't seem like it should be. That's that's weird. Yeah, I feel like, apart from the fact that it's very weird that you're just behind someone covering their eyes, yeah. it's also like you could stab their eye out. Yeah, that could be very <laughs> dangerous if that person's, like, running, and yeah, like, no. That's also just, like, not, also, like, not a good sportsman-like base <laughs> basketball move. Like, no, that's not yeah. how it works, honey. Yeah, I don't I don't know sport very well, but I know not to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, let's see, Lawson is playing there as well, and Trace, and we didn't really hear much about Trace's playing, but Lawson is really short, so <laughs> he does a hook, hook shot where he just runs around people and just tosses it over his head, which is better than covering someone's eyes. Exactly. At least he's, you know, at least he's just doing what he has, what he can with what he has. <laughs> yes. Yes. So the basketball camp is only three hours away from where Michael and Brandon live. So they decide to go and show up, which, I mean, I get. Mm-hmm. And um, Michael and Carlin talk a little bit about what's next. Michael says that she just finished her degree, her medical sciences degree. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, proud of Michael. I mean, I guess she's got to do something now that she's not able to have kids. Yeah. Because what uh, do you do as a fundamentalist woman if you can't be pregnant? Yeah, I don't know. And it's we'll talk about this a little bit a little later, but it is particularly sad that Michael Michael is like so in love with babies. Mm -hmm. It's really sad. I know. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, Sorry. So no, it's okay. Um, So all the boys seem to have a lot of fun at the basketball camp. In particular, Warden had a lot of fun. And um, the parents said that Isaiah was the most surprising because he did a lot better than they thought, which is cool. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Warden's going to end up like with some arrest records. He kind of scares me. He seems like the wild child. <laughs> yeah. Like just starting from him trying to teach either Judson or Jeb how to ride a bike and like yes. immediately puts him in a dangerous situation. And then he just kind of continues to do that really reckless yeah endangering mm-hmm. stuff i don't know and he's uh, yeah he's always like jumping off of like huge things and like you just know that kid's about to break some All vital of- bone yeah. yeah that kid's gonna like lose a spleen or something for real accidentally jump on someone and like break their back <laughs> yeah so in the end their team lost but they were still proud to have done it and they do a little award ceremony at the end and isaiah wins the rebounding leader award Good him. job, Isaiah. Good job. What do they call him? Zay? Zai? Zay? I don't Zay, know. Zay, Zai, I don't know. <laughs> I just think Zay, of... Um, I think we just summoned a demon. Zay, Zai, <laughs> I just think of um, Lauren calling Josiah, Sia, Sia. I don't know Zaya. why. I just thought of that and it made me 
Oh, yeah, I know. It, it was really hard for me to take these notes because they were like, you know, Zaya's doing really well with the rebounds. And I was like, fuck, what's his real name? <laughs> who is this? Who is this? There's too many kids to keep track of. Um, I did like that Gil's takeaway from all this was if you control your attitude and you give 100%, you're a winner. That is true. It I is. Guess. I guess. It's that whole weird, like, obedience thing. The child yeah. training weirdness yeah. underneath it all. But yeah, I mean, it's, I'm always, it's always nice when parents don't like, you know, focus on the whole wedding thing. So that's good. Yes. Yes. So the only other part of this episode is about Chad and Aaron who are <laughs> going dog shopping because Carson really loves dogs and Aaron really wants to get him a dog. Mm-hmm. Josie hey. taught, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say just Josie taught Carson how to bark and pant and now he won't stop. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so funny because Chad knows that one of the siblings taught him that, but Aaron thinks that it's just Carson just, like, really loving dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, honey child. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's funny, though, because it's very clear to me in this that Aaron wants the dog, but Chad does not want the dog. Mm-hmm. Which is fair. But yeah, dogs are a lot of work. At least she'll be home with it. Yeah, that is true. So So they look at a little hound mix, um, which they liked, but they're worried about it being a little too, like, big and energetic for little Carson, which is fair. So it's they fair, end up... but I gotta say, we're, I'm not, I'm just gonna spoil the next episode. They get a fucking lab puppy. No, yeah, yeah. That's a big like, old fucking dog. Yeah, no, they, if they wanted, if that was a concern, then they should have gotten a completely different type of dog or like an older dog or waited until the baby was not a baby anymore. Get a fucking chihuahua, something yeah. little. Like- yeah, there's, yeah. They end up not getting a dog and not even sure that they want a dog anymore. So, but spoiler alert, they get the dog later. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Do you have anything else to say about this one? No, I do not. All right, we're going to go into some some baby birthing. Some baby baby birthing. Baby birthing. We're going into meet Casey Lynn Bates. No. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to meet her. She's me. a baby. She doesn't know who I am. So, Casey or I'm sorry, Whitney is due with Casey Lynn in just a couple of weeks and they're very excited. They're doing a maternity photo shoot. And just, like, the outfits and everything they were wearing, it was, like, so 2016. It just it brought yeah. me back. I mean, I I hate that this word has become so many things to me now, but, God, it was so fucking chuggy. It was very chuggy, for sure. <laughs> it was the live, laugh, love of outfits. Definitely, definitely. Um, Whitney says that this pregnancy has been a lot easier, and she's had a lot more energy and been less sick, so that is nice. Girls are better. Um, yeah, that is true. <laughs> And they've been trying they've been trying to prepare Bradley for his little sister, but he's literally like a year and a half old. So I mean there's only so much you can do. Yeah. He's not gonna understand until you bring the baby home and then it'll probably take and him even a while. Then, yeah. <laughs> but you might find her in the trash can occasionally. Yeah, it might happen. It'll be fine. <laughs> Just keep an eye on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they've been trying to prep him for a sister and Zach's all like emotional about this because Zach really liked having Michael when they were little because they were like thick as thieves they were yeah. they were basically the john david and Jana, but mm-hmm. just not the same embryo right exactly <laughs> but i mean close enough that it doesn't even matter yeah uh, i mean they were less than a year apart which is intense 
That means she got pregnant, like, right away when it was, like, okay to have sex again. I just, give your give your body a break, guys. It's Yeah. You're, it's fine. you're breastfeeding. You're nursing a child. Yes. You're, like, trying to recover from postpartum shit. Right. Like, just, just give yourself a year. I mean, postpartum <laughs> in and of itself is, like, a whole, like, hormonal change and a whole, like, you know, your body is adjusting to being back to not being pregnant. It's mm-hmm. a whole thing. It's, like... It's part of the process. And when you get pregnant immediately after, you don't, you're not giving that, you know, you're not getting that process out. It's yeah. not good. God. That must be wild anyway. on your hormones. Yeah. On a different note, AJ is back. <laughs> I just don't know why they keep trotting this kid out, this poor kid, and exploiting him. <laughs> it's just like this kid's going to die of brain tumors, and he's had so many surgeries and chemos and shit. <sighs> Yeah, like, and I've, I think I've said this before. I'll say it again. If seeing Lawson, if doing stuff with Lawson makes this kid happy, absolutely 100%. I think it's great that Lawson's doing it. I think it's great, you know, that he's getting what he wants. But why the fuck does it have to be on TV? Mm-hmm. It feels so inauthentic. It feels so slimy. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yep, 100%. And it's like, it feels, it felt doubly so in this one because, like, his, AJ's dad, seems to be pretty like chill and fun with Lawson mm-hmm. too but his AJ's mom and sister also came and just looked like mm-hmm. they were having the worst fucking time they did they looked so awkward yeah and it's like they don't know these people other than that Lawson came and sang to them yeah. and then they go for this fishing and it's fucking pouring in the middle <laughs> of probably summer in Tennessee of course because <laughs> it's gonna be raining randomly throughout the day mm-hmm. um yeah they looked really i just it probably like the tv cameras being there made them uncomfortable which i get but yeah it's like then why does it have to be on tv exactly like, why, can't, why, why can't everyone be comfortable and you not make money off this child exactly it, it was just it just it was bad uh, it was just i just hated this i mean i was glad that aj seemed to have a lot of fun fishing he catches a fish right away which is nice but like mm-hmm. mm. Just didn't yeah like this part. just don't like it just don't mm-hmm. like that they're putting sick kids out there and being like look, we're just going to take him fishing and not like we're going to make a wish or do anything like actually useful for him. Yeah, Whatever. right. Whatever. 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 We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> so Whitney goes to the doctor with Bradley to get an ultrasound. Um, Zach has had to work a lot more this pregnancy, so he hasn't been able to go to all the doctor's appointments, which happens. Yeah. Um, Everything looked really good with the baby's heartbeat and the actual baby, but the problem is that she is breech, which isn't like a big problem. But basically, if you don't know what that means, the ba- when the baby is about to be delivered, the baby's head needs to be down and feet need to be up. But when it's breech, the head is up at the yep. top. Um, and she didn't know what breach meant. I know. I literally wrote that. I was like, so all they do is learn about pregnancy and like how to be a how- good mom and shit. They just don't know what any of it is this is her second pregnancy and she doesn't know what breach means like what the fuck i'm i know that i am more knowledgeable about like pregnancy than people who most people who haven't been pregnant are because i'm very interested in it but like uh, that's like one of the first things you like that's a very common thing that you hear about when you are researching pregnancy yeah, they've been talking about breech babies for hundreds of years, too, because it's always like, oh, well, we got to try and flip this baby around so its head's right. not stuck in your coochie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good thinking. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's insane and yeah. wild. And I don't know. I was a 
fussy baby, I was upside down and breech. So nice. I was trying to co- trying to come out like ass first. Hell yeah, you would. <laughs> I would. I'm just like fart on the way out. I'm just like, what's up? Yeah, that's that's how you that's how you want to enter the world. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the plan is to just wait a little bit. A lot of times the babies will just kind of naturally flip themselves, and if not, the doctor will try to flip it herself, or she will need to have a C-section. Mm-hmm. Which how like I get being afraid of surgery and C-section and stuff, mm-hmm. but like. <sighs> It's really not that that they're afraid of. She's just like, oh, well, then I'd have to have another C-section. And I couldn't have natural childbirth. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's, like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, at least you'd have a baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, your end goal is just to have a healthy baby. So. Yeah. I don't know. So Zach and Whitney are working on the shared nursery um, slash Bradley's bedroom. And mm-hmm. they are trying to look for coordinating bedding that is still different because they're different. They're boy and girl. They can't have the mm-hmm. same exact bedding. That's that girls. Is... Girls can't live in blue rooms. No, just awful. They actually, yeah, they decided on gray for the walls, which was genius. I mean, <laughs> at least they decided on gray. They also yeah. suggested red. Mm. Never, never paint a room red. Honestly, yeah. There's nothing good that's happening in a red room unless it's like a sex dungeon. Yeah, it it definitely has very, very intense vibes, and they are not nursery vibes. I will tell you that. No, no. and it's like you can't do a light red. That's just pink. Yeah, that's pink. <laughs> so, what so, the yeah, fuck are y'all suggesting? Gray is fine, thankfully. They also talked about painting half the room uh, blue and half the room pink, which is just dumb as hell. But at least they probably wouldn't have to change it then. They could just shove all of the boy babies to one side and shove all the girl babies to the other. There you go. God, they're so dumb. Um, They are. They are. (laughs) Um, They go and get the paint and Bradley gets upset as per usual because Bradley is a small child and they keep Mm -hmm. taking him around like loud, heavy things like paint shaking things. They're like, so I don't know. Yeah. Imagine that. A, ki- a kid not hating, not liking a loud noise. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> a one-year-old being afraid of a large machine. Right. <laughs> okay. So Whitney goes to get another ac- ultrasound, this time with Zach, uh, mostly to check on the baby's position. Um, but unfortunately, the baby's head was still up. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the time goes on, there's like less and less likely of a chance for the baby to flip naturally because there's just like not that much room for the baby yeah. to move around in anymore. That baby big. That baby big, that womb is small. Yeah. Not n- not enough womb. <laughs> not enough womb. <laughs> God. So, I mean, Whitney's anxious, but the doctor reassures her that either way, she'll it'll be fine. And I just don't, I mean, maybe it's just because I, like, believe in science and doctors and stuff. I just don't <laughs> see why a C-section. You. I know. Fuck me, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I just don't get, like, they're they're sitting in there, and they're like, well, you know, either we'll flip the baby, or you'll have to have a C-section. And they're like, well, is there a third option? And Dr. Rick was like, the other option is God doing the flipping. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, all of you. You all just are stop. just the worst. Yes, please stop. Okay, so Chad finished up Bradley's baby bed, and it honestly looked professional as hell. Yeah, it looked like it came out of, like, um, Pottery Barn Kids. Yes, it was so nice. It was, like, a nice wood white bed. And had like a little blue bee on it for Bradley. It was really nice. 
and Zach and Whitney <laughs> loved it, and Bradley actually loved it too. Mm-hmm. He, they like immediately encourage him to start jumping on the bed, which like probably not great. Yeah, but you know, hopefully Chad made it for durable. Yeah, he, I mean, it, he knows it's... who the baits are. Yeah, he knows. He's like, I'm gonna do some thick wood on this because they're gonna fucking destroy it otherwise. Yes. But yeah, it was cute. I liked it. it and of cute, course, yeah. Chad, again, being cute, being like, Aaron's the inspiration for all my projects. <sighs> she suggested the bee and it turned out so good. And I'm like, holy shit, a person appreciating their wife's input? I know, right? It's just, it's nice to see. You love to see it. You love to see it. So the day has finally come. The baby is coming. And Whitney is going in to get the baby flipped and to be induced with labor, like right at the same time. Um, Lawson takes baby Bradley to Whitney's parents' house. And Which Car- he takes him after, of course, they make Bradley pray. Oh, yeah. For his Duh. mom's If flippage. Bradley wouldn't have prayed, then it wouldn't have worked out. No, Bradley's, Bradley doesn't understand the concept of God, but <laughs> he had to pray. He must pray. Um, so uh, Carlin also decides that she has to be there, which wonder if it was... It just seems like a lot of these people were just like, I'm going to be there. I know. It's not cool. But um, I have a quote from her, which is, it's 3.20 in the morning and any righteous person would be in bed right now. (laughs) And I have to say, I am almost never in bed at 3.20 in the morning. So I guess I am not a very righteous person. But yeah, I don't know. Carlin was talking about how they all stay up late all the time, which really doesn't seem to be in line with like Christian values for some reason to me. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, I go to bed at like 1 a.m. And I'm like, okay, then you shouldn't be judging people for being up at 3. Yeah, like, what do you do until 1 a.m. if you can't, like, watch TV or, like, movies or whatever? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, all I would do is sleep if I had nothing else to do. Yeah, maybe they just read the Bible really late. Yeah, that's good. Good reading. <laughs> Keeps you know, you the, Bible, the-, <laughs> the Bible's better after midnight. That's true. Mm. <laughs> they sit there and read the Songs of Solomon. Oh, God. Those are the horny ones. <laughs> the after hours Bible stories. Yeah. I mean, Songs of Solomon is like real nasty if you read it. It's like Chaucer level nasty. Oh, God. Oh, God. So um, Whitney gets into the hospital. The doctor gives her an epidural to numb her up before they actually spin that baby. And thankfully, he was able to just flip her right around. It happened really quickly and she was good to go. But of course, before that, they all had to put hands on her. Yeah, and pray. And pray over her. Yes. That was the reason why it went so good, Jillian. Yeah, because they touched her with their hands of God. Oh, thank God. Um, and so then after all that happens, the doctor breaks her water. And yeah. She just waits it out, which they eventually have to give her more Pitocin to put mm-hmm. her into labor because she's just vibing. Not progressing. Yeah, just chilling. <laughs> So, but after the Pitocin kicks in, it's time to push. The labor was longer than Bradley's, but still very smooth and peaceful. And baby Casey Lynn was born. She was born. And Dr. Vic popped that baby out and then said, praise God from whom all blessings flow. And I just had like PTSD from childhood church with like, praise God from whom all blessings flow. (laughs) God, no. No. Hate it. If I would hate to, that for that to be the first thing I hear after giving birth to my child. <laughs> I know. 
Maybe that's why all the children are slowly turning into like Spurgeon Satan children. Yeah. Because they're just here and they're like, no, nah, I'm out for that. I'm going to go make a deal with the devil. Day two, out of the womb. Where are you, Satan? Yeah, I get it. I mean, I get it. It's tempting. Vibes. So, yeah, the baby was born late at night. So the next morning, the whole Bates family comes over to see baby Casey. And, yeah. I think Gil cried like four to five times this episode. Yes. Yes. I think at the very end of this episode, he's crying again because everyone's going to love her. He's like, everyone's going to love this baby. (laughs) It's like, okay. That's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's a new Bates. There's a new Bates member out. Shocking. I know. Yep. And a true Bates because it's from the man Bates. A true Bates. Not <laughs> a fake no, Bates. Ain't, ain't no pain or <laughs> whatever the other last names are of the know. other men. Chad Payne, I think. Chad, yeah. Payne is Chad Payne. Yeah. yeah. I don't know any other ones off the That's top of my head. It's a terrible name. Chad Payne. Chad Payne. I wonder Payne. he turned out to be like an he okay sounds, dude. He sounds like the literal biggest dick in the world. <laughs> Chad Payne. Yeah. He's like either he's like Jason Statham or he's Chad Payne of Alpha Delta Sigma. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Just no. No thanks. Yeah. All right. Moving on. The next episode is called Muddy Buddies. I. Just the way this episode starts is just so dumb because they start, they're like, all right, we got this rule. The no factor rule means no factors will stop us. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, you can go mudding in the rain if you want. Yeah, they were talking. They said um, about Tennessee, there's there's a ranking. It's God at the top. Then it's the Tennessee volunteers. And then it's mudding. God, it's probably true. They're probably right. Sounds right. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds right to me. So, yeah, the family is going mudding with Nathan's friend Jason and his family. And he has two daughters named Adeline and Brooklyn, which another Brooklyn also isn't. That's like almost Joe and Kendra's baby's names. God, yeah, um, it is. So that's kind of funny. Um, but, of course, it's raining when they get there, which I guess, I mean, it's kind of good. I don't I, More mud? <laughs> I don't know. Make mud? I don't, I've never been mudding, but I would think that mud is good for mudding. Yeah, but maybe lightning bad. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, but yeah, mudding is literally just four-wheeling through mud. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I always think there's more to it than that. But nope, it's just driving through mud. Yeah, it's just get in the mud hole on a car sort of thing. Yeah, I don't I don't really get the appeal of that. I'm sorry. I don't like being dirty though, so I don't either. I mean I don't mind like mud stuff. Like I've played like mud volleyball for like charity mm-hmm. occasionally and it it's fine. I don't yeah. mind mud, but I don't really get the addition of like four wheelers to it. Yeah. Just, if you wanna get just muddy, not... just go like fuck around in the mud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Nathan flips his four wheeler. Um mm-hmm. and again with the safety of these people, I just can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Gil also takes the opportunity to do a driving lesson with Josie on the four-wheeler, which honestly, God. like, probably an okay thing to do to, like, adjust yeah. to, like, learning the pedals and, like, how Well, to, it's fucking know. better than driving a 15-passenger van. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, of course, he puts um, Josie in with everyone else. I think it was... Mm-hmm. I don't remember who else was in there, but everyone obviously was screaming and yelling at her to do things all the time, which is not the best environment to learn how to do something. Yeah, 
Yeah, and then she like almost flips and she says, they didn't tell me to slow down before I turned, which you need to slow down before you turn. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know. Now Sorry you that know. you have terrible teachers. Glad that's, they also homeschooled you. Yeah, that's a pretty basic, um, like, you need to slow down when you're turning. Yeah. Um, Tori talked Kelly to riding on the four-wheeler, which, of course, Kelly never has a very fun time with any of these things that they make her do because she doesn't like to do dangerous things, which is understandable. Right. But, yeah, she doesn't seem to have a great time. <laughs> which I get. I wouldn't either, so Mm-mm. that's fine. So, um, I think that's, yeah, that's it for the mudding event. But um, um, I have two quotes oh, that yeah, I have sorry, to go ahead. share here. It's okay. Go. So, Kelly Joe says, the laundry room is scared for you to come home, which, true. Yes, yes. God, can you imagine how much fucking laundry it's going to take to get all this no. mud out of this shit? Fuck which, that. of course, Gil offers the solution of, our first thing is to go home and pressure wash the kids. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they probably would try that though i know and, oh, i hope God. they just use the hose with the attachment not an actual pressure yes. washer because no, that's how you don't. like de-skin a person skin yeah that's pressure wash the skin off of your child okay <laughs> flip that baby inside out <laughs> um so michael and brandon are going to a wedding within three hours of where the bates live it's so always three hours it's always they're always looking for a reason which i mean i get but um, so they decide to visit mostly because um, Aaron really wants to meet baby Casey, Michael, and did I what? Who did I say? Aaron. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, Michael really wants to meet baby Casey. Sorry, there's too many of it's them. Okay, it took me a second. I was like, who? Who are we talking about? <laughs> who? Um, but Casey is apparently an excellent baby, but it's been an adjustment going from one to two. Which, yeah, I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. Um, they make fun of like, well they don't really make fun but they talk about how like every time Michael is in town she's always holding whatever baby it is she's oh um, and Carlin calls her a baby hog and a baby thief which I mm-hmm. thought was funny but yeah this this part just like makes me so sad because like we know now that she's she hasn't been able to have a baby and like I've read a couple of like news articles about it and it doesn't seem to be like they can't really figure out what's wrong or they maybe they don't want to i don't know but like yeah I don't... or maybe it's just that something's wrong that they can't fix and they don't yeah, want to make it public I, yeah. whatever i don't know what the problem is but it's really sad and i feel yeah. bad for her because I, I can't imagine like I, I i don't know i can't imagine well and she's like the one who is like the most well-rounded because yeah. she's had a job she does emt stuff she does medical sciences or whatever and then she wanted to have a baby and she's mm-hmm. a seamstress she does all the fun stuff yeah. like to become a real person with agency and she can't have a fucking baby right and then like i imagine how hard it is seeing all of her siblings have baby after baby after baby like i haven't come out and talked about this on the show very much but my husband and i have been trying for a baby for a long time and it's very been it's always really hard when like somebody else i know announces that they're pregnant and there's like a lot of a lot of conflicting emotions with it and so like Mm -hmm. i i just feel really bad for michael i can't imagine being in her situation I hope she gets to hold all the babies she wants for as long yeah, as she wants. For real. Give that baby, give that girl her babies. Yeah. Like, just let them hold her. She's not there that long. Yeah. So, after that, the family has a picnic together and plays football. Um, the ball goes in the river and Warden goes in to retrieve it, not knowing that the water was freezing, but, I mean. It's a river. 
Yeah. It rubber comes out in. from under the dam. Everyone had said how cold it was. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, I'm going to jump in there. And then he's like, I'm going to die in here. <laughs> yeah, that's warden for you. <laughs> yep. 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 <sighs> All right. I think I'm done with that episode. Yep. That one was a pretty boring episode. Let's be honest. Yeah. Those those filler episodes, man. Yeah. Between babies. Between the babies, exactly. And the last episode we're going to talk about is And Baby Makes Five? Question uh-huh. mark. What? So Erin only has a couple of weeks left in her pregnancy. And so she's going to a doctor appointment. She says that this pregnancy has been a little harder, uh, mostly because she's so hot, which mood. I think she had the baby at like the end of the summer. So like, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine being like nine months pregnant and it being... 900 degrees outside like no right like no. 90 degrees 90 percent nine months pregnant fuck all that like i hate fuck it all the hot and i'm just chunky yeah exactly <laughs> like i'm just fat and i can't handle the hot so yeah don't want to be growing an entire new human inside of me as well that seems labor intensive yes yes Erin says that she's mostly concerned about being guaranteed an epidural, which, like, I totally get in her situation. Yeah. If you'll remember her, if you'll remember, um, with Carson's birth, she had a placental abruption, and she basically was, like, rushed to the hospital and delivered immediately upon being there, and it was awful and painful and horrible, and she couldn't get an epidural because she just she had was to already her baby. past the yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. That baby so, was like, coming out one way or another. Yeah, so she's very clearly traumatized from Carson's birth, which, like, I get. And very so, reasonable. Yeah, I think she's being totally reasonable and being like, bitch, you better give me my epidural. Promise <laughs> me I will be able to get an epidural. 100%. He's like, well, I can't do 100%. She's like, no. Just lie to me. Not, lie to not me. Not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So in this part, they're talking about how their babies have hair and not have hair. And they were, she was talking about how... um. The first one, Carson, was born with hair, but somebody else's kid was born bald as a cucumber, and I just could not even <laughs> handle that at all. I don't know why bald. it was so funny, because, like, not even bald as a bowling ball or, like, yeah, bald as bald a cucumber. As Vin Diesel, but, you know, those very notoriously bald things, cucumbers. Yeah. Yeah, like I lo- like cucumbers. I don't think bald is, like, the first word that I would use to describe mm-hmm. a cucumber. I think I mean, bumpy. I- bumpy green bumpy green yeah green is a cucumber cool, cool is a, a cucumber, cucumber. <laughs> hell yeah great minds um, so um after the doctor appointment chad aaron and carson are video chatting with the pains to kind of talk about the birth plans um several of chad's family plan to travel and be there for the baby's arrival so mm-hmm. yes they didn't get to make it for the last time obviously because that yeah. baby shot out of there <laughs> he came out he was ready to go which is good <laughs> yes yes um yeah i don't know oh yeah before the baby gets here aaron goes into the studio and records her lullaby cd with good old andy left which he's there he's always there at the studio always waiting there. for the baits but yeah playing good fiddle on top yeah. of her lullabies, which was cute. I liked it. It was better than her Christmas album. Agreed. Agreed. But I mean, I am I love Christmas, but I don't really like Christmas music that much, especially not during Christmas time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't appeal to me unless it's, like, cold and dark outside and there's, you know, Christmas lights everywhere. Then I get... Then I'm also I just not it. huge into, like, old 
Christmas tunes. Like, I want to listen yeah. to, like, Last Christmas by Wham. <laughs> yes, exactly. I want to listen to Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC only. Yes. Yes. I want to. I just want to listen to the Love Actually soundtrack for Christmas. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't really have a ton else to say about the Lullaby CD. I feel like that was kind oh. of like a passing moment. Yeah, it just... looks like it, it went well and she's done mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Check. Check. So I guess Michael and Brandon, this is while they were still, I'm guessing, while they were there to meet Casey. They go over to Chad and Aaron's um, with Gail and Kelly to have dinner. And Michael talks about how she's been sewing a lot since she finished school and wants to sew dresses and sell them. And she gets some business advice from Chad and Aaron. Yeah. Which would be good. Mm -hmm. I hope she has her little clothing line. Yeah, for sure. Just make, make an Etsy or something, you know? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Um... They then, after discussing children and sewing and shit, they start joking about how um, Chad and Aaron are going to get newborn po- photos, but the newborn's always naked in them. And Gil's like, mm-hmm. "I'd feel embarrassed." And it's like, "No, you're you're a baby. Yeah, you don't like, know. There's nothing to be embarrassed about being naked when you're a baby. Like it's just your body." Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's not much being to be embarrassed about no. to be naked at all because we're just exactly human flesh sacks but (laughs) yeah no but especially when you're a baby yeah everyone's gonna be like damn that's a cute ass baby look at those cute little baby buns yeah for real i love babies they're very cute don't cry gil (laughs) (laughs) i'll try not to i'm just so so happy then Erin decides she's gonna do something that no person should ever do and that is surprise her husband with a puppy Mm-hmm. just don't do it no no and that especially is a joint like, decision where the fuck did she find this dog because this dog she gets mm-hmm. it and it's full of fleas it's obviously mm-hmm. like not been given all of its like vet stuff yeah it's like they just randomly went and picked up this dog like it's just not did not think at all Mm-mm. feels very much like they just were like oh we'll just find the next backyard breeder and grab one of those dogs right right And, like, Chad seemed so reluctant to even, like, look at dogs the first time. It's like, why would you think this is a good idea to bring home a dog without without consulting the other person? Mm -hmm. And especially to bring home a dog that's covered in fleas. Like, the least you could do. Yeah, yeah. And two weeks before you're about to give birth to a baby, by the way. Yeah. Puppies are work. Yeah. Like, they are, it's, like, not the same as having a newborn baby, but it's, like, almost having the newborn baby. You have to... It's kind of like having a toddler. Yeah, you have to take care of this being and, like, get on its schedule and, like, you know, it's, like, it's an adjustment. And so, like, having to do that on top of a newborn baby, no way. No On top of a one-year-old. Yeah, fuck that. Absolutely not. And so, of course, when they bring the puppy home, Chad's like, oh, very cute, but I'll be wiping three bottoms. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You will, Chad, (sighs) because you're a good dude and you'll take care of it. Pretty much, yeah. Like, basically, immediately when they get home, um, Aaron hands the dog to Chad and is like, yeah, take care of the fleas. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's like uh, couldn't you even stop by a Petco this? on the way home? Yeah, for real. <laughs> okay, so Kelly and the girls are putting together a little gift basket for Aaron and the baby. And they put all kinds of chuggy things in a gift basket very chuggy also i wonder why they didn't do this for whitney Ah, uh, good question uh, i didn't even think of that but yeah um uh, that's kind of a glaring oversight there 
Mm-hmm. Unless they um, did it and they just didn't have it on camera. True. But... Definitely possible. But I feel yeah. like they would talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they did it for. Yeah. That is weird. Or they could have done that. both baskets at once. Yeah. Like true. A month ago. They can't yeah. plan. We know this. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> that would not happen. But mm-hmm. maybe. So they deliver the basket to Erin and she loves it. And she's just chilling at home and waiting for the baby to come. Yeah. Um, so then Kelly and Aaron and some of the kids go to the Knoxville Zoo. Um, this is just a few days before her due date to walk around and speed up labor, which I feel like you always see on these shows. They're like, we're going yeah. to walk around and get labor, which like is a thing to do. So I get. Yeah. Um, I have a quote from one of the kids who was talking about how this was a common occurrence in the house to go for like walks to simulate labor. And they say, growing up, you know, mom was always pregnant. <laughs> Yep, it's like that, that is, is true. literally true. It's literally true. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They yeah. see a pregnant gorilla and a baby gorilla because mm-hmm. that's the through line of this. I guess I don't know right. that there's right. everyone's be having babies. Yeah, truth. Um, I I thought this was funny. They talked about how the kids always know if it's a Kelly trip or a Gill trip, depending on like if they get spoiled or not. Uh um and kelly says yeah daddy wasn't there so all the kids got drinks (laughs) i know which is like i get i get why gil is like hey let's save some money but also like it's drinks yeah it's slushies yeah it's it's not expensive at the zoo but make it a day at the zoo you guys don't go that often yeah it's not like they're each getting like you know all these like stuffed animals and shit you know like this is like they're getting a a a drink it's a drink a slushie on a hot day god forbid (laughs) So then it's time for the baby. It's baby time. And Aaron starts having contractions. So they head out to the hospital to get things checked out. The doctor, like, you know, confirms that she's in labor right away, gets her into the hospital, and thankfully gets her her epidural right away. Thank God. She got it. It's good. She got it. She got it. She's she's smooth sailing now. Yeah, I think she was very relieved after that. And she's like, oh, yeah, I can I can get through this. I got my epidural. It's fine. I bet she was so touchy about like every single possible contraction because she's like, we gotta get to the hospital immediately, yeah, like, so I can it's get gotta be too late. Yeah, I would be the same way. I yeah. oh yeah. Um, but I mean, thankfully, this labor is like night and day with Carson's, and it's very fast, easy, progressing steadily, and her delivery was pretty much perfect. Perfect, and baby Brooklyn arrived. Yeah, she looked very. Um, Aaron looked very. Like at peace with this one versus yeah. the last one where she was holding Carson. Carson yeah. is there. She was holding Carson and just like shocked. Yeah. She was like, like just holding that baby and being like <gasps> like crushed face, just man, girl. That yeah. was a bad time. Yeah, I am very happy that she had a much different experience this time because homegirl yeah. deserved a break. Yeah, I mean shit. She probably had to do her heparin shots twice a day during this yeah. pregnancy too. Yeah. So like she's been going through it. Yeah, for real, for real. But yeah, baby Brooklyn's here. Carson gets to come and meet his baby sister, which is always adorable. Carson was yeah. much better with the baby sister than Bradley was. Yeah. Carson's, I think, yeah, Carson's younger than Bradley. So honestly, mm-hmm. that makes sense to me because, like, I feel like Bradley's kind of in the, like, shitty, like, I'm going to get into terrible everything. terrible twos vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Carson's not quite there yet. Yeah. He's just also still a soft baby. Just a little baby. Little baby. <laughs> But yeah, like, that baby was cute. Brooklyn was cute. Mm-hmm. Big white eyes. 
Yeah. Another Bates is born. Brooklyn Bates. That's not her name, but yeah. Yeah. Brooklyn Payne. Brooklyn Payne. Which is that's a paintball. Like a, Brooklyn Payne is like a um like a pain clinic in Brooklyn, which is kind of close <laughs> to Brooklyn Praise, which is the yeah. church. <laughs> and also, yeah, yeah. Brooklyn <laughs> Praise and Brooklyn Payne. They're next to each other. <laughs> I don't know. Why is everyone uh, yeah. naming their children after cities? We're going to get Toronto Bates soon. Toronto. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> damn. Calgary Duggar. <laughs> Calgary Duggar. St. Louis Payne. <laughs> Albuquerque Bates. <laughs> Albuquerque. Albuquerque. All right. But I think that wraps up season four. Season four. Yeah, season four. Bates. We've done it again. We did it. We done did it, y'all. Even though this, the Bates have cursed the podcast <laughs> and hope that we wouldn't did it. Hope that we wouldn't do it. We did it. Now they've hope t- that cursed. we wouldn't done did it. Done done getting got. We done did done did it. Did done. <laughs> done done. <laughs> but if you have anything that you'd like to say about this episode or any of our other episodes, if you have any take on jessa's new baby name or Mm -hmm. if you have any tips on how to break a curse from your podcast brought on by fundies send us an email tvliterate at gmail.com we would love to hear from you and you can find us everywhere on the internet we are on twitter instagram facebook tumblr reddit we're everywhere we we're we're just there all the time so if you see anything fun or see anything interesting or new or whatever send it along to us we always Mm -hmm. enjoy talking to you guys and um, if you want to help support the podcast, you can leave us a buck or two over at our Kofi Coffee. I don't know how to say it still. I'm so sorry. Um, all I can think of when I look at it is Coney 2012. <laughs> oh, God. But <laughs> we are at ko-fi.com forward slash TV literate. And you can drop us a buck to help with our hosting costs. But yeah, you know. We'll also, if you it. have, yeah, we would really appreciate it. And if you have a moment, you can leave us a review and let us know how you're liking the podcast. And we will see you guys next week, barring any other crazy, unforeseen incidences. With another Pray episode. for us, Lord. Pray Satan. for us. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Bye.